happy holidays. We are here at the Magic Kingdom. It is the Monday after Christmas, and then what should be a busy Christmas week, we're here in front of the train station, which you'll see has been completely draped for rehab in preparation for the park's 50th anniversary. So let's go on in. We have so much to talk about, so much to see. So let's give you the rundown this morning of what's happening. We're gonna head down Main Street and uh, you can check us out on both YouTube for this video as well as the podcast if you're just listening. Either way, I'll give you the narrative of what's happening today. So um, this is the busiest week of the year for Walt Disney World. And this park, by the way, you can see the train station and scaffolding on the other side, uh, again, being prepared for the 50th anniversary. And we're here with it's Christmas time, and of course the Christmas tree is up and going, and there are the toy soldiers, the candy cane, and it's looking festive and holiday-like as it does every time this year during the holiday season. This is usually the busiest week of Walt Disney World, and this is probably going to be the busiest week that the Magic Kingdom, well, or any Walt Disney World park has had since reopening in July. Uh, it is 8.10. The park officially opened at 8 o'clock this morning, which means Main Street probably opened at somewhere between 7 and 7.30. I'm just walking into the park. You can get a sense of the crowds. There is a full stream of people heading into the park and um, getting ready to enjoy the day. So 8 o'clock openings are honestly in the holiday season. It's not unlikely for them to open officially at 7 a.m. Definitely 8 a.m. is not a surprise now. The question of the day is, what is the capacity of the park going to be? The last official declaration Disney has made is that it's going to be at 35%. The governor allows them to go to 100% if they will. What? And they don't have to tell anyone if they move it up and down. That said and done, I don't think they have. But you have to understand that the number of people in the park and the percentage capacity are two different are two different things. For instance, the fact that you open at 8 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. allows you to increase that percentage capacity, um, allowing more people into the park. So, so it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, situation that we're going to see play out here as uh, as we see the day begin to unfold. I was parked in Peter Pan, which is one of the secondary parking lots in the main parking experience. By the way, Starbucks has not yet formed a huge long line for the day. Uh, should have gotten my hot chocolate now. But, um, and while this crowd looks um, full right now, understand this is not as full as it would be in a typical holiday season. Um, and you'll see as we go into our first land, Adventureland, that that is just the case. It is not that. It'll look pretty empty, but it is kind of emptier in the lands early in the morning on days like this. So, so we're going to see kind of what the guest flow is, how they are accommodating guests during this time to, uh, to make this uh, park experience a reality for folks. Some restaurants, such as the Crystal Palace up ahead, have opened. Tomorrowland Terrace has opened up seasonally. So there are those offerings, but 
and the launching pad opened up. It's the only one offering a breakfast mobile order offering this morning, unless you call a Dole Whip a breakfast offering, which many of you probably, probably would. And, um, but, um, but they're just offering croissant sandwiches now. That doesn't mean like places like Sleepy Hollows wouldn't be open for breakfast. But again, you're getting a sense of how they're playing the, the crowd situation in the parks. Um, launching pad wouldn't have opened, was just beginning to open for the first time since reopening. It's not a large uh, employee cast member space behind the area. So it's difficult to provide um, that, uh, that uh, social distancing space you need. But I think they're just operating on the idea that we're just gonna have a longer, with a mobile ordering offer, they can reduce the number of people coming to the line, thus reducing the number of cast members behind the counter, which may allow for that. Now, over the weekend to Patreon groups, we did a podcast from Gideon's Bakehouse. Um, at Disney Springs, it's a new um, cookie place. At um, but we're entering Adventureland, by the way, so you can see the transformation. It's just a beautiful morning. It's it's what it was 54 when I left this morning. It's supposed to be in the lower 70s uh, by midday. Any rate, what I was going to say is that was while they were socially distancing guests and having them go through a mobile virtual return queue the number of employees behind the counter was staggeringly upsetting to me i couldn't believe that they had not properly come up with means to socially distance a huge number of of employees so these things matter i'm disappointed that a third party operator as new as they are i gotta grant them they are new but it's a concerning thing that they don't uh distance themselves so I think Disney's thinking about that. I don't know that every every uh, third party is thinking about it in the same way. I love these crazy purple flowers that come out of this plant. Beyond that, you see the, I always think that's a good omen when I see the, the water wheel turning at, at Swiss Family Treehouse. God, check out that people mover. Wouldn't it be a great day if they had started the people mover today? That's probably not likely, but. You can't blame me for, for hoping that. And um, we're heading over to the uh, famous Jungle Cruise. Well, Jingle Cruise this time of year. And to uh, check that out. So let's move forward in that direction. Square at the uh, at the market here, and it's an empty moment because you um, see there are no guests in the seating area, which has recently been rebuilt um, to kind of uh, wall off guests who were kind of passing through the seating area to get from one place to the other, and uh, it's given a lot more.
uh, umbrellas. It's given a more dedicated space. Um, it's very, I love the centerpiece, which is really a stand-up eating area if you want to just get a bite um, while you're, uh, just stand while you're getting a bite really quick. But it's a great little uh, add-on. Now, mind you, originally there was supposed to be buildings where we stand. That would have been cooler. Um, and that's another conversation for another day, but I just, um, but that never did happen. And, uh, and here we are today. Let's move on to uh, Fantasyland. Last time I came through here, they were using the Harbor House and they are doing that this morning. They're using the Harbor House as a, as a uh, standby queue, which is nice because you get to be indoors for a minute. By the way, there's the Haunted Mansion, if you need that Haunted Mansion moment right there. Um, but here at uh, Harbor House, guests waiting for Peter Pan are actually weaving their way through a portion of the Harbor House here. And what's uh, very humorous, I mentioned this the other day in the Studios podcast, that uh, they've taken the menu for Harbor House and they've actually moved that on over to the Tomorrowland Terrace. You can see them coming out the other side of uh, the Harbor House here. So kind of a humorous little, but yeah, good to use uh, your facilities and maximize what you can. Now, there was, last time we did a podcast here, there was a major uh, facade put over It's a Small World while they redid the front of this. It's now taken out and I gotta tell you, it looks better than it has looked in years. They have given it a much better color palette. Before they had some light pinks, very light pinks and whites. Cool colors, these are much, um, much more uh, fuller colors. They tend to match more of what you see on the Peter Pan side of the house. Um, I love the new look and it's the best I've seen in years. So it's a very inviting uh, look. And uh, you see a couple of different kinds of greens. You see some beautiful um, kind of a plum color around the main standby entrance, some soft blues and some darker blues, some purples. It is a beautiful uh, paint job done on It's a Small World. And yes, I notice these things because they drive me crazy. Also the gold trim on all the turrets, beautifully touched up. And uh, this, is, this is looking like a beautiful attraction. And uh, kudos to those who wisely chose better colors for this, uh, this area. We are coming into the courtyard of Fantasyland and uh, guests are coming. We got bright sunlight, thankfully, on us and the temperatures are beginning to warm up. We're gonna kind of move around this and go over to the uh, Fantasyland forest, check out some things going on over there. Look at this really nice touch they've done for the holidays. They've taken Cinderella's golden carriage. You can't go up in it, but you can stand in front of it for a photo. And it looks even more beautiful at night. They've added a dedicated, good morning myself, a dedicated photo pass person. And uh, it's just a nice touch for the holidays. Got a standby queue over here. And uh, love that. Always love the little critters 
on the archway as we go into Fantasyland Forest. Let's head on in there. Here's an attraction that's still a casualty of COVID, Enchanted Tales with Belle. And it's, uh, it's really a cute little attraction, but because of the intimacy of the experience, it's just not possible right now to, um, to uh, provide that experience. And right now I find this really interesting because the gates to be our guests are closed. I guess they did not do a breakfast offering this morning, which I have seen them do in a different day. But that gives me a chance to go over the bridge, check out the beautiful waterfall here as it uh, cascades down the mountainside. This is the best, some of the best parts. I love the gargoyles that line up along the trench. And, and then we come up to the mountain and, and uh, the gates here, we see the mosaic mural behind it. Great, it's a great entry area into the attraction. I'm long overdue for visiting this experience again. And I realized a couple of my daughters have actually never done it. So I gotta sign them up, get in here for a meal. And sometimes you can actually get in on a good day, on a soft day, you can actually look under now, under reservations. And sometimes they'll have meals open up, or reservations open up in the moment. And so, uh, if you're in the park and you don't have a reservation, you might just check that feature under the reservations because that might give you an opportunity you didn't know you had before. I'm 10 minutes into a queue in front of Gaston's Tavern. They have this holiday macaroon Christmas tree and yes, I am stopping for it. So we'll check that out in just a moment after we get through the queue. All right, I just tried Belle's, uh, I think it's called Belle's Magical Christmas Tree here at um, Gaston's. And honestly, I don't go to Gaston's very often because I'm not big on their cinnamon roll. You may love their cinnamon roll. I know there is a group of people who love the cinnamon roll. I'm not a big fan of it and the pork shank doesn't attract me at all, but I'd forgotten all the wonderful little details inside that restaurant and uh, Make sure you check it out next time you have a look. Now, I compare macarons to, to the one at um, Jolly Holiday Bakery at Disneyland, that raspberry macaron. And I actually got an unofficial cookbook this Christmas with the recipe for this. I don't know that I've got the courage to try it out. But anyway, long story short, that is the best macaron I've ever had on Disney property. I'm hard pressed to remember anybody at Walt Disney World serving a macaron. So the fact that they did this one made it all the more magical. Maybe not quite with the raspberry. I like the raspberries in the raspberry macaron over at um, Jolly Holiday, but this one was still great. And uh, it, was a, it was a delicious uh, little offering. We're actually going inside the gift shop and somebody's excited to see us. Ah, we have arrived. Yay! Good to be here. You haven't been open that long, have you? It's only been a month or so? About a month? Yeah. All right. We're glad you're here. So, a lot of princess stuff. Remember when this opened, this was predominantly all Belle stuff, and there is some stuff right up front that is Belle. It's gone into a larger princess nook with even some plush and toys and games and so forth. 
So it's changed out, but that's not surprising given given how things have been changing lately. Um, let's head past the Little Mermaid attraction, which is beginning to gather. We're beginning to see some crowds gathering as we walk along here. Um, and uh, we'll move on to Storybook Circus and check out what's going on over there, especially with construction on the infamous Tron. As we exit Fantasyland Forest, you'll see the queue for Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride is 75 minutes and wraps around the entire mountain. So busy morning for Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, which reminds me, I haven't had a chance to talk about the new Snow White adventure coming to Disneyland. They have taken out a lot of the dark and scary portion of it. I don't even call it that anymore. So I'm excited to see what that new attraction is. That, that and Marvel, there is an exciting period ahead for Disneyland. It's just got to reopen. So more exciting news to come from the California front. Standby for Barnstormer is occupying a lot of the space I usually go to to get pictures of uh, Tron, but you can see it behind us. In fact, the canopies are offering a little bit of shade from, uh, from the uh, sun pouring in, but you see that a large part of the canopy structure has been put in play over here. And uh, now they'll need to cover the canopy with the sort of, I don't know how to describe the material, but each of those little diamonds and triangles have to be covered with a sort of covering that allows the luminescence to make the whole thing glow as a canopy at night. And it is brilliant to see that time of day, but you get a sense the train tracks have not been put in uh, right through there. So try to imagine that train coming right through the middle of that canopy uh, somehow or skirting it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but a lot more excitement to come on Tron and it just it's very exciting to see you see construction workers over here on the side and uh, it's a construction day even though it's the Monday after Christmas they are still very much working on this attraction taking a minute here to finish off my hot chocolate that I grabbed over at uh, Gaston's that I still haven't eaten and I'm in this little corner of Storybook Circus it's one of the far corners of the Magic Kingdom and I'm just noticing what's happening and what's not happening in this little corner. The uh, big top souvenirs is still uh, very much closed. That is a major retail area for Magic Kingdom. The sideshow is open as a place to go and take a break um, and take your mask off, but it is not really um, doing meet and greets at all during this time. And then over here on this end, you see uh, Casey. It probably wouldn't have been open even this time of year because it's a little cold outside, but that whole water play area is not currently operating. And then finally, the train is not operating. So you can see here are four important components that make up this corner. The Barnstormer is still open, Dumbo's still open. Those are critical, but these still four components have yet to reopen to create the total Magic Kingdom experience. Hopefully we'll see that unroll in the uh, 
days and months to come, I'm thinking it's probably going to be well into summer before we see the train move uh, around the property. So again, a little disappointing, but we got to be patient. That's not due to COVID so much as it is to construction. And we just got to be patient. We're here in the corridor between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. And it's a good place to get another view of how the grid and the entire roller coaster is coming along for Tron. And in front are guests uh, waiting in queue for Tomorrowland Speedway. We are heading along this uh, beautifully shaded area. I love the shade trees. I love what flowers they put in. And we're heading into Tomorrowland. And for those who were uh remembering my earlier uh wish yeah no the the people mover is not working today um doesn't even look close to working so that will have to be another day another time but we will be here the moment it happens promise you so let's keep going through tomorrow then doing another little uh moment on the tron coaster because this little corner gives you a glimpse of the train. I believe it is as it comes out of the building into the main area. Maybe it's the place where it re-enters the building. But you see the steep curve coming down. And uh, I thought I'd take a little video shot of that. We're kind of in uh, where the speedway takes off, where the cars take off. And it's, uh, it's a good little corner to catch a glimpse of that that track. Here we are in front of Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. It's a pretty full uh, socially distanced space but pretty full queue of guests uh, waiting in the standby line to uh, the attraction. In fact, what I find interesting about this is it commands um, the not only the front of Buzz Lightyear's, but if you look at the open doors, there's a sign that says Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin Line continues inside. Again, they've tried to come up with creative ways to um, move the queue as, and keep it extended uh, for guests as they come through. So this is a great example of that. And uh, we reemerge at the entrance of Tomorrowland on a bright and sunny day and uh, uh, the castle looks just amazing uh, poking up from the trees as we stand here at the entrance to Tomorrowland. I am just a guy who could just stand here at the central plaza and watch the guests go by see this beautiful 50th anniversary castle which just gleams in the bright sunlight of today one of those beautiful clear days where you want to take photos of the park and uh, guests are here for the holidays and it's just it's a really good feel to the entire park experience here we are in the gift shops i thought might be good to kind of get a glimpse of what the crowds look like inside these shops because we just saw what it looks like on the uh, the outside coming down the street it's uh 
There are groups of people coming through, but there are also large segments where it's a little bit empty and uh, not many people are moving through. So, yeah, kind of a good time to go shopping, except right now the idea of having it set to the front of the park for pickup later, I don't think that's currently available right now. So you'd be dragging your, your gift shop item for the rest of the day. That would not be fun. Got the Jungle Cruise game for Christmas. We haven't yet checked it out. Uh, kind of curious as to what that's going to be like. Um, and uh, oh look, some merchandise related to the new Soul film that came out on the Christmas and including a cat plush. And a little, that's a beautiful Christmas ornament. Love that. Um, also, little souls in a basket, I guess, is the best way to put that uh, down there. So there's actually a good little array of stuff related to that film. Not sure if you've seen it. Not sure if you liked it. Um, I have mixed feelings. I think I need to see it another time before I can really rate it as being really good or really bad. or anything. Right now, I'm just kind of in the middle place on it. I think I need to appreciate it, study it more to appreciate it. Um, definitely a more adult film, like others have said, um, but still, uh, yeah, kind of interesting, cool. And we go into the cinema, and uh, again, kind of a quiet little place. A couple of people inside, but it's it's pretty quiet in here, as it is in the jewelry shop next door. I love the look of this shop and the contrast with the Pandora next door. So very nice, but it's very quiet for a, a day after Christmas. And then we'll come over here to the confectionery. A few more people in here, but nobody's in line to get anything at the counter. Not one person is checking out, but uh, again, kind of quiet comparatively for uh, a busy holiday morning. I'm sure it will get busier before we are through. I guarantee you on that. Here's a bit of a treat. Disney princesses and the fairy godmother are all up at the train station. You don't get very many opportunities to see all of the princesses in alignment here. We have Snow White, we have Jasmine, we have um, uh, from Tangled, um, Put down your hair. Why, why am I? Uh, man, am I that bad on princesses? We have Sleeping Beauty, we have Belle, we have Merida, we have Ariel, we have Tiana, we have Cinderella, and uh, Rapunzel. Um, this is, this is a, a pretty good selection of princesses. You don't see this any other time where they're all gathered other than being in a parade. Even then, you don't always see them all together in a parade. So, so this is a pretty good gathering. And uh, very, very cool. And the guests are loving it. Um, as you kind of see them gathering again, trying to social distance the whole thing. But, uh, but everyone's gathered here to see all of them gather. So we are here with the Dapper Dans. They are heading down Main Street on the horse-drawn trolley. 
and we're here to check them out as they come around the corner here in Town Square. Take a listen. There's the Dapper Dans bringing a little Christmas cheer on the horse-drawn trolley and I think this is a really good place to uh, come to a conclusion of our little uh, tour around the park during this festive holiday season during uh, see what the crowds are like. I'm as excited because the next time I'll be here will be uh, well I think uh, the next time I'll be here will be during a time period when the uh, uh, parks are going to be such that you can park hop. So there's more options to come. I'm hoping that a monorail line between Epcot and the Magic Kingdom gets started up again and that that's available to guests. That would be so cool. In the meantime, for those uh, watching the YouTube video, we're going to end with a little bit of Christmas magic at nighttime with the um, castle and uh, the special lights that they have so if you haven't checked that out please do so and for the rest of you we hope you are having a great holiday season and holiday week we will be back with more podcasts and more youtube video in the days to come happy holidays and in the words of uh sinbad storybook voyage always follow the compass of your heart. Have a merry, merry holiday.
Thank <laughs> you.